Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hey, welcome to another episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and wait, wait, and me, Jason, representing the opposite side of the audio spectrum. Instead of the quiet, I go with the loud. How you doing, Jason Smith? I'm doing great! <laughs> like my new shirt? I'm I in do. a whole like casual thing. First of all, this is my friend Eddie Donaldson's shirt. Wait, can we see it with the, with the mic here? No, let's move the mic. See, you I'm in the just... right exactly. <laughs> this is how my life is. That, it's Gorilla One, right? This is what yeah, it's that, called. That was pure audio gold. So everybody who is listening to this on the podcast... He is turning around and he's knocked his microphone over so he could show yes. it that it says Gorilla Own on the back Gorilla of it. Gorilla One. Gorilla One. Yes. Not Gorilla Own. <laughs> I yeah, mispronounced those words. I don't know. Maybe it is. We'll have to ask Eddie Donaldson what it is. I just love it. I think it's great. It's like, uh, you know, cool. <laughs> and he just disconnected his microphone, ladies and gentlemen. No, I uh, just pressed the top, the top mic mute button. That's How are you, man? How's everybody? I'm doing good. I mean, I'm not doing as good as you. You're a pair of Oakley blades away from like watching other people do like motocross in the desert. Like, with- first of all, I wish I was. <laughs> I got my Oakleys for the back of my head. I got my Oakleys for the top of my hat. Got my right. Oakleys for my neck, my neck Oakleys. Got yeah. my shoulder Oakleys. Got my, got my Oakleys for my shirt, my shirt Oakleys. You can wear them like but I got Ray Bans for my eyes because <laughs> Oakleys are shit. You can wear them like Chirons, kind of like a you're you're like the, the, <laughs> the Colonel Oakley, you know, like you you're a full full bird Oakley wearer. Colonel Oakley, but I'd have to change my name to like you know Brad. Listen, Cliff is is a four letter name. You know, you can't go as Clifford, but if you're like, you really hey, can't, can't, can't. Going, if, if I were if it were 1997 again, and I was like, hey, me and Cliffy are going out motocrossing, Cliffy, they'd be like, Cliffy. yeah, bring Biff and Skip. <laughs> No, that doesn't sound right. Like, like Brian Deegan. That's a, you know, that's yeah. a motocross guy. These yeah. are, you know, uh, Travis Pastrana. Yeah. That's, well, you know, these are, those are na- those are strong, I'll kill myself for yeah. you names. Well, it's, the last name doesn't work. You got to get a new last name. But if you were like. Dorfman? There's no one named Dorfman who's doing motocross. That's what I'm saying. It's, but, that's why I have this last name. But that's no why you go by. You'd have, does it. You'd have to go by Cliffy D. Like, I know, like, I'm sure I know a guy named Cliffy D that has a three-wheeler in his garage right now, and he just is, he can't drive it anymore because of the, the thing. Uh, maybe his chain's broken or something, but he sits on it and drinks Molson Ice uh, all day, just remembering the time that he could. Yeah, Molson yeah, exactly. Ice, though, is better. Nancy <laughs> says I should change my name to Kyle. Kyle's a good motocross name. It's like, instead of a stripper name, what's your motocross name? Your motocross name, yeah. And porn name, your stripper name, your motocross name. Yeah, mine's, uh, yeah, mine would be, uh, Smitty Smiths. Smitty Smiths. Are the- <laughs> yeah, Smitty Smiths the second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the dad was the first one. He, <laughs> he broke his, popped his knee out early on, and he yeah. always hated you. Yeah. Over those, whatever those ones are where they, fault. it's like the three, the three sets of humps, whatever that one is. Hillies, they're called. They're called Hillies. <laughs> the Hillies. They're called Hillies. Yeah, those are the hardest things, by the way, because you're like, oh, do you go over them or do you try to jump all of them? Oh, yeah. I used to, I used to pretend to ride motocross. I used to pretend to ride like three wheelers and, and little like, motorbikes out in the desert and i used to um fall a lot if i can if i have a friend if i can find some of those old videos i will uh i will send some of the videos of me falling off that three-wheeler let me tell you something with with the two-wheelers the the falling is not the issue it's the it's the flying and landing mm-hmm. that's the that's the bigger issue than the falling I yeah think. well well that's where where the falling would happen it would come from the jumping the thing that you're not supposed to use to jump landing um and then bouncing or falling off before the, or falling up separate from the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Losing the bike in midair is yeah. the, or, or the worst, actually the worst I ever got tossed was, you know, you ever, you're in a bike and it bottoms out. Like you land, you're like, oh, I got this. You're in the air and you see the ground coming and you're like, oh, the back wheel is good. I'm going to touch down on the front wheel. And then you think you have an extra, like, I don't know, half a second. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the ground just got a little higher and went like this. And the oh, bike yeah. just goes whoosh. And the oh. whole thing goes down, the shocks break, and you're like, you know, wildy coyote on the on the catapult. Yeah, it's like it's like being at the on the, a hospital on the on the receiving end of a, a jack in the box where you just bounce straight back up. 
Yeah, I woke up in a hospital and uh, I, I had like, uh, you know, I forgot the, I forgot uh, who people were. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's huh? too bad that it's too Who's bad. That? Like a, that a, a Sandra Bullock type, or a, uh, you know, that could have been could meet cute where people are like, you found your motocross girlfriend. Who I would I would establish as a Megan Fox type. I feel like you know, based on her decisions and her um, stuff, she would uh, she would definitely like find somebody who's passed out from motorbiking and leave them at the hospital as a meet cute. I, you know, by the way, let me tell you something. I'm in on that story. If it's Megan <laughs> Fox playing uh, my, my romantic lead, I have to say uh, she's the lead though. I, listen, Megan Fox isn't coming anywhere near me. I, I don't no. think I'm that. She's, she's all, uh, she's, uh, she's dating. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, we talked about him yesterday, machine gun Kelly. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. That's why, I I that's, why I that's why I was saying she's like if you in this particular motocross story, she would be the perfect lead. Hollywood is an aquarium <laughs> with all the fish banging each other. That's all it is. That's the it's like everyone's point. swimming around in the thing and people are looking and all the fish are going, wanna fuck? Wanna fuck? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god, how many did I use? It's Thursday. We have a big yeah. long weekend now. So, yeah. you know, we we can't really talk about this, but we're not gonna be here. Tomorrow. I mean, we can talk about it, but we don't say tomorrow. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, we're, we won't have a. Our, our next episode will appear sometime next week. Yes, on the usual <laughs> next week. How does that work? How does that work? Like, how do we do that anymore? All right. So, listen. Should we talk? Oh, well, we have um, we have a, a great guest. We can talk about some stuff with and some content. But yep. we want to bring her on before we have five minutes. So, I think I think before we bring her on, I don't want to get into Dirty Betty. Mm -mm. I keep calling it that. Dirty John. Yeah, I really do want to get into it. Yeah, yeah, I do but, want to get into it today because yeah, uh, I, I got I got thoughts. Well, I got plenty. I got yeah. plenty. But I, I also want to get into stuff with Claire, and I want to talk about some other content stuff. But did you see anything? Because really, it's like that weird like middle ground where we got five minutes, mm -hmm. you know, before we bring someone on, and my brain gets like a little loaded, but it's not mm -hmm. fully loaded. All right. That's all I'm going to say. I will say this. Rewatch Idiocracy. Oh, I have. I, I made my, my daughter watch it with me just the other day. What, what, did, what did Sarah think? She loved it. Like, I actually left the room to do some work, and she was sat there watching it still. Like, she could have turned it off or changed it. She watched through the whole thing. She enjoyed it. it it's eerie how, how dead I... First of all, it's eerie that Luke Wilson's in a movie that I dig. That's first <laughs> of all. Second of all, it's eerie that that movie is so true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Royal Tenenbaums. The Royal Tenenbaums. That's a good yeah. movie. Bottle Rocket. Look at. Do you hear how high my voice is? Rushmore. I guess he's only like a character in Rushmore. Well, right, because it's not like when Luke Wilson shows up in a movie. I'm fine with that. Like he's yeah. great as a fifth or sixth on a call sheet. I don't want Luke Wilson as a one or a two. Oh, got it. You know, like I'm not following you for a whole thing. I just oh. there's nothing about your character that makes me want to. But Owen, on the other hand, like I'll watch Marley die five times. Uh, no, well, don't even bring that movie up ever again. <laughs> I'm starting to cry already. There See? was three. There's three cry spots in there. I can't. I can't. I watched it the one time, and I was so mad at that movie that I will never go back into a theater with a dog movie again. Name one time you cried when hearing Luke Wilson, from Luke Wilson being in a movie, other than finding out Luke Wilson was in a movie that you had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> one movie you cried at. I don't think I've, I don't know if there is one, no. I, I mean, I've heard movies, uh, there's tons of shows that he's been in that I really like, and there's tons of stuff that he's done. I really like all those uh, Wes Anderson movies with him. You know, I like Bottle Rocket a lot. Yeah, he, well, Bottle Rocket, first of all, wasn't he, like it was him in Owen's movie, right? Yeah, that was and Wes Anderson. Yeah. That was their first. Yeah, jam. and it was his first like, and he starred in that one a little bit more. He was more the main character, and I thought they did it okay in that one. Sure, because you didn't know him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he's the kind of guy that like he's not the kind of guy that like comes out like in your face and steals your girlfriend. He's the kind of guy who's like trying to bang your girlfriend behind your back. <laughs> like that's wow. the kind of guy Luke Wilson is. Not, not as a person. I don't know him as a person. I'm saying right. that says like his uh, his demeanor to that's me. That's what you see when you give off Luke Wilson. I see a guy with just like really big eyes, and I'm like, oh, he he looks like he got left a lot. Like he looks like he looks like he's been hurt before, but he still loves. Like he walks into the love again. That's what I see when I look you, at Luke. Hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wish he showed more pain. I, I might actually be into him. 
I, that's funny because I look at him and his facial expression always looks like he's stepping on a small nail. Like he's always like, oh. <laughs> we went back, by the way, to Machine Gun Kelly, who played a role on Roadies on Showtime yeah. with Luke Wilson. Yes, and that was, I, I, oh man, I want to say, was that Cameron Crowe? I'm not sure. I think so, but I'll have to look. I, I was, look. I think it was. I, I want to say it was, so I don't really want to say anything bad about that show. Um, but, you know, Luke Wilson. Now I know. There are some, there are some I'm, I'm learning new things all the time. I like yeah. this. I like this. Um, well, I think we should bring our guests because we're, we're at about 340. See, that was a perfect five minutes. You can always jump to Luke Wilson for a good five, a solid <laughs> yeah. five of material, I feel. Like, no matter what. Let's later on, we could test it if we All run right. into something. If we're yeah. five to six, we need yeah. to bang out some material, Luke Wilson. He is, he is uh, co-starring in the newest DC TV show for CW in the DC universe called Stargirl, so we can, we can get into that later. Is he the lead? No, he well he plays probably number two or number three. Um, he's the sidekick to Stargirl. See, like if he was Stargirl's dad, mm-hmm. I, I might be like, all right, that's a good like bolster. He, he plays uh well, and we'll get into this later. He plays Stargirl's stepfather. Um, okay. Dad, go. dad was Stargirl, and our dad was Starman, and dad died, and so he was dad's buddy. Um, and yeah. Well, hey, see, uh, but so all of a sudden when you put Luke Wilson in there, I feel like it's a Pornhub video. Like, all of a sudden it's like stepdad and daughter. Like, you know, stepdad and super daughter. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's get Claire on because I want to start talking real stuff and not yeah. about Pornhub videos, right? This is, right. This is what we should yeah. do. So right. I'm going to bring her on. How about that? All right. I like this. All right, so our next guest, or our guest today, should I say guest today? I like that, has been featured in Elle, Cosmo, she's been on the Daily Dot, VH1, uh, Vice Motherboard, she is uh, an overall journalist, she she is a, she's actually a comedian, very, very funny person, she's a writer, she is, oh my god, who is she written for? She has written for, seriously, she's literally worked for, let's say, I have it all right here too. It's like I, I couldn't even. I had to write it down because there's so many things. She's been uh, like worked on South Park. She's uh, you know what? Let me just bring her on because it's like if I go through reading this list, like uh, oh my god, she's punched up all these scripts. She's uh, uh, sorry. Let me let her talk, ladies and gentlemen. Claire C. Downs. I, I love this, Claire. You've done so much work. Oh, Jesus. My bio is a my bio. Can I swear on this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah swear it's away. a fucking mad. I, I, you know, I'm a writer just trying to keep on keeping on, you know what though, you know, job. you missed like a big Luke Wilson franchise, what big franchise, legally blonde one, legally blonde two, uh, red, white, and blonde <sighs> and uh, blonde ambition, which is not in the franchise, but it is a, a blonde title <laughs> Jessica Simpson movie. He did. Okay. So let's that's, just for a moment. It's a big mess. It is a big miss, but I feel like it's the exact right kind of miss because that's the perfect movie for a Luke Wilson where Reese Witherspoon is everything and he's like, oh, that there. guy's in it. Right. He's there. Yes, he's there. He's not anything we're hinging any hopes on. Well, just love, you know. He's the, you know, the love that you have in your heart you throw onto him. Yeah, where's he yeah. going? You know, like Reese is getting him. Yeah, that's fine. Right. There's no real, like, you're not jumping in your mind. You can project it. Okay. But he's not important. I, I feel like, listen, this is me. People love Luke Wilson. I don't, I don't get it. Are you a fan? I mean, mm, I don't want to <laughs> very nice. I don't want to say no. Cause like, <laughs> she's very nice. Well, okay. like let me just, let me just walk you through this calculation. Uh, Please. I love Owen Wilson and I don't want to hurt Owen Wilson by saying, I don't like Luke Wilson. Oh, Does that make sense? Crap. I didn't even think about that. I don't want to chip away way. at his brother. Oh, man. You know, you, know? you brought the person into it, and now you, the artist isn't there anymore. Because I'm with you on that. I love Owen Wilson as an artist, and he's a fragile artist. So I don't really want to chip away at anything that guy's no. got going on either. Okay, Owen, I'm sorry. I love your brother. Yeah, we love the Wilsons. <laughs> yes, we do love the Wilsons. The Wilsons is a team I love. Yeah. Sure. Right? Old I, school. Okay, let's see. You got me now. I feel guilty. The Jewish guilt is just creeped down I, the, the you know. spine. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. no, 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 no. You're right, by the way. But still, I'm kind of right, too. <laughs> yeah. I, 
okay. you know, we have to separate the art from the artist sometimes. I always have to do it. Otherwise, I can't say a word. Um, you sure. wrote a piece recently that went viral. I want to I want to get to it. But before we do, um, with everything that's going on, we're having so much fun. I want to talk. Are you watching anything right now? Or like, what are you into right now that you've got going on? Mm, mm. Like anything well, loving, hating? Sure, sure. Uh, I just, well, I mean, what we do in the shadows is the funniest thing on television. Everyone oh, says that, right? Is everyone saying so. that? Is it like it's the wire so, of comedy? It, I mean, it's so deep right now. Like, there's threads they're pulling that are, like, going all over the place. I yes. care about the characters, but also it's so funny. I care um, one of those characters. Yeah. Like, individually, I know all their lives. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, related to the Van Helsing. I mean, they really have a deep tapestry deep going on. Mytho- mythology. Yes, and it should be a very surfacey kind of show. You'd think, like, oh, vampires, funny. Nope, they go all no. the way. Yeah, I feel like they've done their research, too. Like, I'm learning about mythology of these random creatures. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. So that's I my think favorite that's thing. Top of the list, right? That's the funniest. I mean, we we needed this. Yeah, we yeah. needed this. I, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't really, I, I don't watch TV shows with a moral message. Oh, you're not no looking mo- for No, mo- I reality. shouldn't say that. No modern family, no, nothing that at the end of the day, we're all going to be a family. I don't get it. You know what? F is for family is good. That's a good one. Good family Bill show. Burr. Right. Because yeah. he's great. Right. The only he's good funny. thing about King of Staten Island, you know, no, don't get me started on it. Sorry. I'm not on camera for that. Yeah. I'm not. Listen, Cliff, Cliff, you have, Cliff, you have a career. This is the quarantine. I'm trying to get a career after. The joblessness is over. So if you say something thing. that's Turn controversial, I have to go. And nah, uh, no comment. Me, I mean, he, possibly. he's going to hire you for sure. Why not? Me, he was never hiring anyway. It's just not going to happen. Now, here's a great guy. All right, so we're not going to make you on the spot for this. Let's talk. No, I'll just go off camera. So that, yeah, yeah, like, right yeah. Yeah, okay, good. We're going to let that Yeah, but I did write a, I wrote a little bit of a controversial thing about celebrities. I knowing know, that's what I was just about to get to because you're not shy about I was uh, yeah my segue nice Claire very well done you're not okay. shy about right about getting in on these celebrities when they're really like this is something that was worth talking about so let's talk about this article you wrote which I love the I take responsibility centers white celebrities from that black and white video yeah so if everyone knows the video it came out last week it was uh a PSA that basically featured a bunch of celebrities filming i um, iPhone front-facing camera videos, uh, basically saying they take responsibility for like white racism in general. Right. It doesn't really get into some specifics as to like personal acts of racism, which you think it might, but like it just kind of hovers above saying really anything. Well, they shoot it like a confessional. Yes. And it it is just white celebrities. So they're kind of making it about them, which was my critique. Yeah. And they made it in black and white, which, again, I think you wrote in your critique. It was very film schoolish. You know, it felt like what was. Yeah. Like the old headshots, like at the dry cleaner, that sort of felt like. And it also reminded me, I mean, glasses, thick racism. She can see the racism with them on. Um, what it reminded me of, well, I guess what I, that's the star. <laughs> that's, you that's should play star, that. Jason. Yeah. Jason, do you want to play that? Play right that there? part where he really yells at you. I oh, it's at the end. Oh, it's at the end. So we're looking at the black and white video of all these celebrities, Stanley Tucci and I mean, Allison Janney. And so Aaron Paul, right. With his killer cops must be prosecuted. They are murderers. We can turn the tide. It is time to take responsibility. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, what's supposed to happen with this? I mean, that's a great take. Um, His agent was with that take. That's the self-tape you want to send. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, I've never sent a successful self-tape, but that would be the one that I would, yeah. And so the other thing that, yeah, I mean, he's getting the role of, like, any angry man who's Ever. disappointed. I mean, yeah, yeah, go for it. And so is Justin I mean, Well, I think he's, he's competing with Justin. Yeah, I mean, he seemed like a cop, which is funny, because <laughs> it's like an anti-cop video, and he was, like, kind of reminding me of a lot of cops <laughs> I saw competing. at the protest. Like, he 
He looks like he's going to tear gas me. This guy, Jason. Yeah, that guy's going to frame Baron Paul. Just mad. That guy is going to tear gas me and take me as an arrest down to the uh, down to the jail. Yeah. And do you think that what they, you know, wanted to do with this is not at all what they accomplished? Or do you think it is? Or do you think? No, I don't know. Obviously not. What happened here? So, like, in the last month, like, I think. home should not be a. (laughs) I think (laughs) the internet. about that. It just gets, sometimes it gets so deep into it. The audio comes on, even though I don't want it to. That's how much they want to take responsibility. Yeah, they are (laughs) really responsible for this. Go on, please, Claire. (laughs) They are going to solve racism. Uh, today, but it's yeah, it's like you know. So I think yeah. in the what last month, yeah, like they, what do they want yes. from it, and what actually happened? Okay, so they want material awareness to a bunch of like different organizations. One of them is Eight Can't Wait, which has since been disavowed by Black Lives Matter because right. it is. Um, we can talk about that. It's kind of intense, but it is uh, these eight. Uh, you know, guidelines for police departments across America, but 80% of police departments across America had already enacted those guidelines. You know, some of them were like, before you use force, you're going to follow these steps, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's as if you're saying like George Floyd's death, uh, you know, could have been prevented by these eight things, but these eight things were already in place in many of those places. Um, it, yeah, they're just being ignored because it, the the root issue is racism. Um, and then what they accomplished, like, so in the last month, I feel like a lot of people have had a reckoning with themselves. It's like, I am not, I am an ally, but I am not the center of the Black Lives Matter movement. So to do any performing or performing allyship is not really the, the end result here. So some celebrities have, like, given their Twitters and their Instagrams over to Black activists, which is a good a very literal, cool, literal, cool way of doing this. But this is like, so this video is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're putting right. themselves right. in the center. In the center. Right. Yeah. So, but, but they did it. Now, now this is, uh, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but they, they did it in cooperation with the NAACP? Yes. And uh, an ad agency uh, mm-hmm. that is kind of known for some other stuff. Uh, don't quote me on this, but someone... Well, you know, uh, an ad agency that used to work with Harvey Weinstein helped them. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah. But, the NAACP on this. Yeah. So, but it was, a, you know, the NAACP is trying to do the right thing here. And if right. any brand or any company says, I can get you Bryce Dallas Howard today, you're, yeah. you know, the NAACP is going to be like, sure. Yes. Come to our movement, come to our cause. But maybe, you know, the heart was in the right place, right? The intention's in the right place. But I think yes, fame, that, fame is tricky. Well, it's like you mentioned in your article, the Gal Gadot, uh, uh, you know, living in a celebrity <laughs> houses thing. That kind of seems whimsical now. Yeah, and this video also reminds everybody of that video. And I don't know if that was intentional. So the Imagine video was like, they sang Imagine, which was like, Imagine you don't have COVID or um, imagine a world without COVID. And they were in these like palatial kind of like my apartment, but um, like 150 acres bigger uh, (laughs) than this. Yeah. I know Jimmy Fallon's one was on a 700 acre Hamptons estate. (laughs) That's acre acre. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's okay. And, and right. So, so this thing now reminds us of this, but it seems like it's defeating what the purpose was, was set out to be. It seems like it just became ironic now. Yeah. And it definitely, you know, when we would, we could talk about Justin Theroux, but like, you know, using humor, like so many of these people in this video are comedians who I respect. Alana Glazer, certainly like, I, I can't, I, you know, I can't look up to her enough and, you know, comedy, you could use comedy to, um, raise, you know, voices of black comedians who are really killing it, um, or collaborate in some way. I'm not a PR person. That's their journey. (laughs) They get paid a lot of money to not have this video happen. And everyone made fun of them. I'm not the only one. Right. No, no, no. This is a, you know, there's a reason your article went viral, but like with Justin Thoreau, like I recently watched Tropic Thunder. Me too. I just rewatched it. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I, I think it's a 
brilliant movie. And and I think he's apologizing for things. Do you think he's apologizing oh. for Robert Downey wearing blackface in that movie? Because to me, that was something that raised consciousness of racism and was done in, you know, saying this is how we treat it. Yeah, so he, so that movie came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. So a, a little while ago. Yes. And, you know, in the in the black and white video, Justin Thoreau says, I apologize for every little not so funny joke. Yeah, we can pull it up. Yeah, you got that. You got it there. Jason's pulled it up, and he's gonna play just every unfair stereotype, every blatant in. Oh, yeah, was that it? No, we're going back a little. We're gonna get it. Every unfair. St- no, we're still the same. But he did. He's he's very worried about the stereotypes. Every not so funny joke. Oh. Every unfair yeah. stereotype. Every okay. not so funny joke. Yeah, that was one of the more specific aspects to this this video. Well, uh, say every racist joke, if that's what he means. Is or, that what he means, or is it? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. The video uses words like hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, instead of, like, the word racism is not in the video. The, you know, the words like um, Black Lives Matter is not in the video. Uh, Defund the police, not in the video. George Floyd, not in the video. Breonna Taylor. Any name of any black person killed by the police is not said. Uh, at all by name. Uh, so, yeah, he doesn't say that, but, you know, Tropic Thunder, you asked me, first of all, Tropic Thunder contains the trifecta of male comedy heroes for me. Danny McBride, the funniest person ever. Yeah. Jack Black, ready for the black renaissance. Jack Black <laughs> renaissance. You're not getting me any, there's no argument coming from this end. And then Ben Stiller. I mean, and, and and then you got Downey, which is you know, a master of the craft. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Coogan? Is that his name? Steve Coogan, isn't it? Oh, by yeah. the way, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte. Right. And then Robert, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. stars in it. And, and uh, Jay Bruchel. Can't forget. I know. And you didn't even know who he was at that point. You know, this no, was... that was like his breakout thing. Right. And, and and to me, again, this movie fights and battles against all these stereotypes. But do you think that's what he's apologizing? And what do you think? Do you think we couldn't make that movie today, could we? No. So the biggest thing for me in it, and I don't want to compare trauma, but the biggest, like I, if I would rank it, it goes homophobia was like the mm-hmm. big standout. Like there's right. so much homophobia in it that we forgot about. You can only right. know about it unless you rewatch it. Right. Number two is the Simple Jack storyline, which is an anti-disability. That is yes. a stereotype, and it doesn't really hit as hard as a, like, you know, parody no, 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 and no, no, being no, no, subversive. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, the, and like, the use art. of the R word. Yeah. Yes. And then the, the third most offensive thing is the De- Robert Downey Jr. thing. You can't make it today because he never calls it blackface. Right. That's that's my hot take on this. Is he never, he never says it. And he requires the black character, Brandon T. Jackson, to call out the racism every time. Yes, that's to me what was so genius about shining this light or facing this mirror up against racism in Hollywood. I, I feel like let's do that again more. Yes. Um, and I think like it, do, this movie does not need to go in the vault with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> no. But, you know, I was thinking about Blazing Saddles, which is an amazing masterpiece. But Blazing Saddles was co-written by Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Correct. And and, and uh, Richard Pryor was atten- originally intended to play the main role. Right. So, so when he writes that line, let me whip this here out. You know, yes. there, there's a credibility that comes with it that doesn't, let's say, happen with other movies of this type. Or yes, type. and Justin Thoreau is not a person of color. I think it would be very subversive for a person of color to write a parody of Hollywood racism or a, you know, send up of Hollywood racism. Yeah, like now. Hollywood Shuffle. Uh, I've never seen that. Oh, my God. You've never seen Robert Town. Uh, what is Robert Townsend, right? Hollywood Shuffle. I mean, please watch this movie. And anybody out who has not seen this movie, this was a subversive parody on racism in Hollywood. I mean, and and in general. But this is uh, and this is before in Living Color. Please watch this movie. We can't really. I will watch it, but you'll love it. By the way, it's hysterical. 
I, I can't even do it justice. But what I'm saying is that where do we draw the line? What I'm asking you is where do we draw the line saying that we can't make a movie that's as genius and to me flawless as Tropic Thunder and holds a mirror up to many of the issues in Hollywood. We can't make that movie today. Where do we draw the line in, in censorship on, on what's happening and the change we're facing, but the art we want to keep making and keep seeing? So for me, like my critique, let me see if I can answer this. So Justin Thoreau in 2008, was making this subversive film. Now, for the younger people in the chat, this film was insane that they made this. This was as if they were saying Black Lives Matter, even though it was a white cast. And even though there were Black filmmakers making more subversive, because Robert Downey Jr. is a superhero. Um, Okay. But then Justin Thoreau, and I don't want to, I don't know everything about this man, but... Mm -hmm. He's not marching right now. I looked really hard. He's not on the front lines of the protesters. He's making this other video. So his trajectory stopped, like his activism in art stopped there. So I think he, the baton needs to be passed and we have to make room for more subversive art. Comedy yes. has room for it. That's the exciting yes. thing about Hollywood. Hollywood is a bummer. We as we know, but Hollywood also like there is room if the powers that be aren't scared to be subversive. Make a movie that can make parent these black fans. Thank you. Like call out white racism, call out female bad feminism by white women. I, I think that's my hot take on this. Well, I think it's great, but I and I think what I'd add to it is you know let's keep using that, like the powers that be. So Ben Stiller is a guy who's very much a power that be. He decided to do it with Justin Thoreau, so he'll probably, he's always doing something innovative. I can imagine him deciding to do it with the next young person who he finds that's going to be subversive and use comedy to help shine a light on all this. What's up, Jason? Well, well I was just thinking, I think the other part to me is, and it, it kind of goes back even to Blazing Saddles, have the voices that really matter be a part of this process. It can't just yeah. be white guys making more stuff for us to show us what right. ba how bad racism is. You know, it, there should be collaboration, I think, um, the same way, you know, that it's done other way. You know, Jordan, you know, Jordan Peele's making mostly horror right now, but he could do a he could do a parody comedy right now that would would hit on all levels if he, you know, he wanted to do that kind of stuff. And those are the voices I think right now we need to hear from as part yeah, of it. Uh I, I think yeah, that's a I great mean. place to, to, to really launch on this, you know, is that we have to find those platforms for those people and start allowing them entry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many funny black comedians right now that are really, you know, taking a stand. A man seal is an all-star. She's so funny. Um, you know, I'm Saray. Yeah. yeah. Amanda, so uh, member of the Starburns Audio uh, podcast family and the host of the BET Music Awards this Sunday. Congratulations, La Amanda Seals. Congratulations, Amanda Seals. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. Go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's just so many people. And I also think Ben Stiller would be a great person to start, you know, because he also did Zoolander with Justin Thoreau. Like, you know, no Ben Stiller has taken to make these social statements. He did it in Reality Bites. He's been doing it. Yeah. His career. <laughs> Right? Yeah, and he did. He had this prison thing that I did not see. Escape Please don't Danimora. ask me. Don't ask me questions Genius. about it. Genius. I mean, everything about. Oh God, sorry. Go on. Genius. Yeah, but it's you know, mass incarceration is the next thing. It is. It is affiliated with racism strongly. Right. And I think that the other thing, and why we're talking about Tropic Thunder, is I just would love to see comedy. Because I feel like it's the last bastion. You know, it's like the last frontier for people saying what needs to be said and no one else can say. That's right. I mean, so we I agree. Yeah, we need to say, uh, you're 100% right. We need, right. comedy is how people can say things. And I do want to say, uh, I do think Robert Downey Jr. in blackface, even though they don't call it blackface, right. did a lot to get us to talking about blackface and why blackface is bad and why Hollywood has used blackface to put people down now. So I think it did open up the conversation, but you know, one thing I'll say about it is like the internet will crop and splice and gift things. And so when there's an image of Robert Downey Jr. in a gif being used by like a white supremacist on Twitter or a bot or a troll, 
it mm. pushes that image out in and it can be like hurtful and not everybody's watching Tropic Thunder as often as you and I are, which is often. Reference material, right. But <laughs> watching it in 2020 is, is often. That's well, right, exactly. I agree with you. And, and, and I think it's, it's, but it's also this, and I, I said it, and I'm guilty of it, and I want it to be something we can fight against, which is, I said we can never make a movie like that today, right? And you agree. Yeah, you can't, no. But I mean, we have to be able to. And that's where I mm. want to see how we net the next bridge. Because that movie is important, and we have to be able to use comedy to say whatever we want to, needs to be said. So just A subversive movie. Yeah, a subversive yeah. movie. A, pair, a movie that takes... I mean, Hollywood is the biggest, like, punching up. Like, you always want right. to punch up, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, let's... Yeah, let's take down Hollywood. The problem with, you know, it now is a lot of the people that, are, that were in that film have benefited from you know, Hollywood, so it'd be great to get newcomers coming in, you know, like Tom Cruise is in it. (laughs) We forgot Tom Cruise is in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Playing Harvey Weinstein, pretty much, right? Playing Harvey Weinstein. And this is a side note, and maybe I shouldn't bring this up, but I don't, I don't want to get stalked, but he (laughs) isn't, he is in a, in a religion. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I read a book about that religion called Going Clear. Right. And Uh, they say that the the Tropic Thunder role was Mm -hmm. the most rehabilitating to Tom Cruise's career because of uh, a lot of things that happened in the media. Tom Cruise appeared in several things speaking about that religion that took down his um, public profile. Couch and was screaming. And yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to say the S word because I I don't want to. I live. (laughs) It's like right right by there. I'm, you know, a millennial comedian. Like I live, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So they could come and they could, you know, the S word, the chat. Maybe there is there a chat. They can type it in the chat. Yeah, they can type it in the chat. But we're not. But this movie helped. (laughs) This movie helped helped Tom Cruise. It was the re. It was, and not that Justin Theroux was thinking that. I think they were like. No, holy crap! We got Tom Cruise. Yeah, but by He's, the way, oh no, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't want to know. I, <laughs> I no, he was know. with Jennifer. He was with Jennifer Aniston, and she's. Oh not. right, so she wouldn't put up with that shit. Well, right, but she's bigger than I all think. that. Right now, I mean, she's bigger than all that. He's. She has her own mother. religion. Right, that's exactly my point. I, I worship Jennifer. <laughs> by the way, I'm, I put in my application every six months to be one of the gens. She just won't accept it. You want to, Marley and me, we're coming back to Marley and me. Marley and me, right. The, the ultimate, and that, by the way, Pop that it. is the perfect. Pop it, I have to listen to the show to, to, to put up the things, and if you make me cry while I'll do it, those are going to be some really dark shit in your comments. I know, right? Wait, what? I mean, Wait, my comments? I, no, in my in the comments for the show. I get, if I start being sad, I, I you know. He cries it, if he just hears Marley and me. I, I cry, I cry very easy. I'm already <laughs> starting to. Yeah, he's a very, uh, he's a very, very, very sentimental, soft, softy at heart. Um, okay, so what are you looking down the barrel of now with quarantine? I guess it's over, right? So COVID's well, is that what's happening? I told you what we talked before. Yeah, you know, I took a, I took a COVID nineteen test this morning, a asymptomatic. Thank you, because I have been, I have been protesting, I have been marching. With right. a mask on, but, you know, you can never be too careful. Oh. And, uh, you know, I took it. And, okay, so in they email me in the video. Or it said the, in the email there's a video. Oh, they send you, like, instructions? Yes, and they said, watch this video. And the video showed a woman taking a swab and shoving it up her nose. I get the there. that they sent to you showed this. Yes, it showed that. And wouldn't you know, I get there, and it's a mouth test. Uh, thank God I checked around me with the directions and I like knocked on the window and I was like, wait, this is mouth, not nose. And he was like, yeah, what would I have done if I fucked up? You just waste the test, right? You You can't, but morally you just have to go home. Yeah. You can't be like, you need a test. Someone else needs it. Right. All these news articles about with the limited tests and don't take it unless you really think. And right. I would be, you know, straight to hell that's on i'm on the list <laughs> Self- well fortunately <laughs> you're smart enough to figure it out before you wasted the test so now you just got to wait for the results right how long do they take now um you know it's you know it's uh they said five days but then my friend got a text after 24 hours but like 
Do, do you yeah. trust that? I want I want no. them to take five days. Yeah, take, take the days. Yeah, figure Swab it, out. it do yeah. it, mix it. Um, they it also, out. yeah, yeah, oh, man. So we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm staring down the barrel of, you know, what do I do if I'm positive? Who do I call? Everyone at the protest? Oh, yeah, right? I mean, no, I guess you just post it, right? That's it. Like, I'm positive. I'm not posting. Contact with me? Yeah, that's my point. It's ironic. You can't do it. So what do you do? I don't know. That's the whole. This rub. is like a whole. Yeah, it's a oh whole. Oh, my like, God. Right? Why did I it's, take it's, it? Like, and now swingers. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's, it's like, like swingers. Uh, swingers. Wait five days before calling back for <laughs> your results. Lovely. I don't want to know. Why did I do This is like when they're like, would you know the time of your death if you. If you could oh, figure yeah, out the time of your knowledge. death. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to know any of that. No, thanks. See, my husband thought I was really stupid for getting this. He's like, you're not symptomatic. And I was like, yeah, but what if we, what if we, well, what if we want to do a terrace dining in a few weeks? But, that's, a, that's open in L.A., P.S. Yeah, you can do this now. You can go to restaurants now. Yes, at, you know, out on the terrace. Right, uh-huh. so if I wanted to do that, if I was in a situation where someone said, would you like to go with me? And they were yeah. going to help me in my career. Uh-huh. I have to say yes. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Well, right. if, if you had, if I had COVID, I'd feel bad. Right. But if you don't know, then you can't feel bad about something you don't know. I'm just saying there's a couple of ways to look at it. Well, your husband, by the way, is also a writer. Is that, is that correct or am I wrong? He's a writer. He's on a Netflix show that's coming out in on uh, July 2nd. Ooh, what's it called? Uh, it's called Warrior Nun. And it is not a comedy. What? Because I was, sound, sound I was very jealous when he got this job because I thought uh-huh. it was going to be like kill bit, like hilarious, like campy. Right. Um, it's, it is campy. It's more like a Xena. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. And so season one is come. I've seen a little, I don't know. Oh no, I haven't. I've seen nothing. He yeah, would no, never I've seen nothing. But I'm saying the genre. He would is never. A fantasy genre. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Okay. It's a fantasy. And he was the writer's assistant on season one. And uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a season two, maybe, but maybe not. And who would know that information? Not me. I know someone might though. Someone might, but I not me. Don't okay, talk well, to me about it. When you find out that information, you have to come back and let us know. And Claire, seriously, I will. thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. And if so you, much if you fun. haven't read her article, can we po- do we post the uh, link for her I'll, I'll uh, post article? the link in the comments for sure. Yeah, it's really great. I take responsibility centers, white celebrities. <laughs> it's just a great read. Uh, yeah. Jason, thank you. Wanna- well, I, I was just going to say, um, Claire, if, uh, if Cliff ever get sick i will play your sidekick slash luke wilson on this you can you can be the host of the show and i okay. will i will i will sidekick for you well you guys are going to get covid through the internet because i'm like <laughs> just blowing air like on my camera right it can go it's, it can go through <laughs> my 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 daughter and i have been um you know we we did a lot of the protesting and, and all that stuff and uh, but my daughter's new thing for me is every time if i ask her to bring me something from the kitchen if she's in there or for dinner or whatever She'll bring it back out, and but before she gives it to me, she'll just go, oh. and then <laughs> that's bioterrorism. I know that's She's what I'm telling. Bioterrorist. <laughs> well, awesome. We really appreciate you being here, and I, I mean it. Come back anytime, and if uh, if we ever need, because I will not be the host. I will always be the uh, the co- the co in that thing. I would gladly uh, give up Cliff seat for you. Um, uh, great. Yeah, sure, how I feel about this. Oh, yeah, sure. Come back anytime, Claire. <laughs> you got to have your daughter no, cough awesome. on that his great. cough on his dining. <laughs> yeah, you right. have no problem with it. By I'm the bringing way. you over some. Uh, I'm bringing you over some cheese fries tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to see you, buddy. Claire, thank you so Bye, much Claire. for being here. Claire, cool. see thank you, guys, everybody. Thank you. See, thank you. Then, thank you so much. And that's I like having these conversations. Like it's like, how do we keep the art? The 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 what's it? it, it sacrosanctum. Right? Is that mm-hmm. sacrosanct? Sacrosanct. Sacrosanct. Yes, yeah. sacrosanct. How do we keep the art sacrosanct? Mm-hmm. And where we're not in a position where we say you can't make that show today. You can't mm-hmm. make those movies today because right. that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I think that what it, what it is, I think part of it too is I think that you know as we talk about it, I was thinking about it a lot, and it, it really you know hit home with talking thinking about Richard Pryor working with uh, you know oh, on. Nice. Mel Brooks with all that stuff yeah. is, I think it's not that you can't make this stuff, but like we need, we need the right people in there that can support that. Like you can have an idea. I could have an idea. 
But we need right. to we, we need the perspective of somebody who can help us take that to the next level. You couldn't you couldn't do Justin Thoreau could not do Tropic right. Thunder tomorrow. You know, but somebody else could make something different or you could push that you could push it forward with somebody who can give you could provide even further insight into how this would how that parody and stuff would work. So there there are ways to make that stuff successful. You Listen, know. I, I agree with you. I just I, I, I just think I don't want us to dig a hole too deep that yeah. sets us in a place where it's like you can't make that anymore. Right. And again, okay, you don't want to make Gone with the Wind, but you have to be in a position where and, you know, Gone with the Wind, again, for whatever it is, the, the things that it develops, no bueno. But you have to be in a place where Hollywood still holds up a mirror to what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just need to make, and, and that's the exact right thing. The, the mirror has to be there, but the person holding that mirror can't just be the, you know, the, 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 the you know. Yes. The Justin Thoreau of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It can't be the white guy holding the mirror all the time. Whatever, right. And, and we know what we're talking about here. Okay, so let's talk about something more salacious, which is... Dirty John. Dirty John. You want to get into it? Oh my yeah. goodness. Episode oh my god. 4, right? We're on 4 already. Yeah, we're on 4. So Ooh. it's this is really interesting. Okay, so this these last two episodes to me have in, in any other show I would have considered more filler episodes. It's a lot of digging into the why and then I have to think about okay, what is a podcast like this be like? And what they're really trying to do is just fill in all the gaps like this is definitely the, the Betty Broderick story from the perspective of somebody who has been manipulated into a situation. And th th like, at least these last two episodes are justification for, at, at a certain point, maybe not justification, but like really digging into the reasons why potentially she has this break. Yes. So, you know, what'd you say? I, I would have killed him. I would after this episode, I would have fucking gone after him. Like, like I thought it was a perfect setup, like having the, psychiatrist up there on the stand kind of not talking directly about Betty, but talking about the science behind somebody who's being lied to in the way that she's been lied to. Right. I believe it. Like that's Me a simple, that, that was, that was incredible. It's fascinating to hear the explanation of what happens, you know, to actually go through the, the uh, clinical, you know, the DSM uh, for whatever it is, a definition of gaslighting, for example. Mm -hmm that he was going through and, and what the emotional response and physical response and, you know, how it lends itself to this, you know, it should be a catharsis, but pressure cookers, that was a good analogy they used with the pressure cookers and how oh, they yeah. took them off the market after a while because they started to explode from the inside. Is that what they yeah. said? They just said, sorry, because eventually, yeah, because they explode, right? And that's the last line in the whole, the, the, the episode. You know, I, again, I think it keeps getting more interesting to be quite honest and and what i really found about this episode that i was fascinated by you know they they mess with the structure the, the, you know the linear structure mm -hmm. which i love so we go back in this one and we actually get to see linda's you know his mistress new wife you know uh, side or or at least the side from how betty sees it is what we're getting right okay so i gotta tell you and i want to ask you what you thought but i gotta tell you man it opened up a whole new window to me about was Linda sexually harassed? I mean, I think that at the time it felt like it, right? It felt like there was Very something much so. Yeah. Like he was, there was definitely a quid pro quo feeling to all that stuff. Um, let's talk. Oh, let's talk. We first see her, right? And first of all, we've seen her from the other angles where we're seeing her like how Betty saw her and we're seeing her how he maybe saw her. But now we're seeing her like where she's looking at this guy and he's successful, but. It's not necessarily she's impressed by him. She maybe wants to be him, but she doesn't right. necessarily want to be with him. And no. when he promotes her, again, she's not. I didn't get from the actor who I thought did it. She did a wonderful job. Uh, I did not get from her that she was necessarily so romantically interested in him from the beginning. No, she seemed more interested and impressed by his like what he's done with his life than she did in, in, interested in him. I agree with you. Yeah, like he was a mentor, a rabbi, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like, he just basically walks into the office after that bad fight with uh, Betty and he's like, come here, please. Right. And then he starts kissing her. And by the way, she didn't jump on him. Nope. Nope. I, I mean, she was, she was definitely, I mean, he's manipulating a lot of people at once. And that's actually hmm. part of the thing that I caught in here. Very and much. I want to admit something that I don't very, am not happy with about myself like i saw a lot of myself in him the way he breaks up the way he separates not the cheating part so much but the the way he's like he doesn't want to be the bad guy so he can't just say hey i'm breaking up with you and this is why or hey i'm interested in somebody else it's kind of like 
I'm, I gotta leave. I gotta be with myself for a minute. Oh, you know, it's, you yeah, know, I just need space. I, you know, not necessarily saying it's her, but also not admitting right. it's him. And I've, I've been that person before. And I, and it, it and, and I'm a, you know, there's, there, there's that thing like, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt them. And at the same time, I also don't want to feel like I'm the bad guy in this situation. And right. I, 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 that was, that was somebody holding up a mirror to some shit that I've done when I was younger that I felt really guilty for after watching that show. Interesting. Honestly, doing something right. Yeah. I mean, like they're definitely evoking something. And, and again, I really never gave it a thought and maybe that's the sexism, you know, kind of, uh, inbred in my, in my DNA, uh, as, as being who I am as a, a guy, um, that I'm working on changing, <laughs> but, but really though, it, it's like you never as a guy give it even a thought like, Oh yeah, this woman broke up a home. She's a, you know, she's a slut. She's a, uh, no, she was a, a young woman who was like trying to get ahead in life and be a lawyer, yeah. be a paralegal, have a career, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then this guy promotes her and it's like, Oh, maybe he does see something in me. Right. And then he's like, come here. I want to screw yeah. you. And then she felt like she fell into the relationship because that was her safety zone. Yeah. Where's she going to go? But I, I thought she, you know, is a survivor more than I thought. I'm not saying oh, yeah. I didn't fall in love, but it was a very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I mean, gave that credence. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I don't have. I never had. Like, I look at her as a very sympathetic character, and somebody who's just like, I'm in love with this person, or I fell in love, and you know, I think you're right on the, the right on there. I never, you know, he is a monster. <laughs> like, and he really manipulates this lady, and uh, and it, you know. And, and again, there's this, this thing where he's like so obsessed with not looking like he's doing the wrong thing. The, the shit he's doing with the, with like buying the sports car or the thousand dollars bespoke shirts and then getting mad at her for like wanting to clear the, the rats, yeah. uh, you know, and acting like she's the money, the money spender and all this, you know, all the stuff, like yep. all these little manipulations that he keeps doing while also trying to be like, well, I'm the breadwinner. You know, it makes me think twice about how I talk about everything and address everything. And even in my current relationship, like, you don't want to go into something trying to be in charge or in control of somebody else. And like, it, I don't know why this show of all the shows that I've ever watched and all the TV makes me feel so bad about my, you like, had a feeling this about this show. It's something really I does. Think. And that's, yeah. that's what's creepy. And we, like, that's, what's interesting about it is like, subversive. Oh, I'm a, like they, maybe they just oh found the characters. Like what happened to me? You go just a little bit further into the sociopathic zone of your behavior. This is the result of it. If it's, it's a, the show is scaring me straight. Even though it's like that thing uh, Louis C.K. said on that uh, special where he goes, I know the end of Magic Mike. I haven't seen the end of it, but I know the end of it. You know what the end of Magic Mike is? I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but you kind of like the end of uh, Dirty John is like, I got to look at myself. (laughs) I got to look at I got to look at how I treat people and the way I think about things. And I think about social structures. And and maybe that's also part of it. We're in a time right now where evaluation of self and art and how we portray mm. each other and how we think of things in both the media and ourselves has to be reevaluated. So I might just be in a little bit more of an introspective mode in this particular instance. But I, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to end up no, like agree. Uh, this Christian slave. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, no one deserves to die. I mean, no. well, well, I just know. meant like just being a dick like that. Like just, you know. <clears throat> no, you're right. You're right. I, I think that we're in a, in a place with this and that's what I really do like about this show. Again, it just flips it because I wouldn't even have given creeds. I wouldn't even have had the thought by myself. I'm ashamed to say that like, oh, maybe she was sexually harassed. Maybe she's not a home wrecker. You know, it's 1985, right? So I'm right. a kid. It's like, you know, it's a different time, but it didn't change any of the circumstances this is due to power. So, yeah, sure, maybe she fell in love with him. Maybe it was Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe she was in love with him. But at least now those things are raised. Yep. Yep. What do you think about, you know, we talked about this a little last time, like yeah. some of this other shit with uh, the lawyers. Like, this makes me like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I mean, this is pretty awful like the idea yeah. that he's like here you're going to put this down payment and you're going to get paid back out of the the, the community pool so you're not actually going to lose money you're going to make 50 percent of your community mo- money back yeah, what do they call it? like lester funds or something yeah. it's based on people or, no, it's, or something. no it's even worse it's epstein right, it's, oh, it's, right. It's the epstein, epstein fund which is a really got change awesome name. name to pull out for this particular thing because it just makes it yeah. Whatever it was, and I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the same Epstein, but just having it called that makes it feel even worse. Like if no, you had to take the, the Epstein no. defense, no matter yeah. what it is, it could be a chess move. 
You don't take that fucking thing. You know, you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose. But that, what they broke down was, again, so evilly, evilly, deliciously, horribly disgusting, which was that he, be, he explains. This is a, by the way, how to get, get divorced for millionaires for dummies. It's like he, he explained. I want to break this down for a second. That any money that I would spend on my spouse who created community debt. So she created $200,000 in community debt, let's say, by buying a house. Right. That mm -hmm. I'm never going to live in anyway, because I know I'm leaving her pay back that money because you will get paid back that money based on these Epstein funds, because that's money used to pay community debt. Therefore, you get everything back plus interest. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it was. I, I was like, this is, it, like the anarchist is so evil. And especially like where the only thing you have to prove is that you intend to divorce her. So he didn't even tell her he was going to divorce her because he doesn't have to. He just has to have the intention in his heart and he has to leave. So you can come Separation. You know, yeah. So he just has to go in there and say, Hey, I need a, I need a break. He, like he never referenced this is, and these are the little things that like where I see like, I've never, like I've never done anything remotely close to what this guy's done at well, all. Not, do like, it to get money and to like keep an estate and keep yeah, well, no, but a house. It's in a general, difference. like where, where he refuses to reference, but those little things, those little like, passive aggressive but actually ultra aggressive moves that he's making like those are the things like in much 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 less you know high stake kind of things i i've seen in myself right. before and those are the things i was like oh that time that i just like skipped out on my girlfriend's birthday to go <laughs> do something else that i didn't want to do and the way i made her feel about it in this particular instance like Fuck. I mean, the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I see that now. Oh, I see this even. I, I, well, I yeah, knew what he meant, but now I see it like I, I, it rounds it out. It rounds out the horribleness of it. You know, this is growth. Let's not say horrible. This is just evolution. That's all. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I thought was really interesting again was <laughs> it was really kind of fascinating. He. <laughs> Listen. I think I forgot what I was going to say because I was so into the intricacy of it that I was trying to figure out the fourth level of what he did. Oh, the kids. That's what oh, it was. The kids. Oh. The thing with the kids where he was like, you think that I don't want to do this, but I just never try. Right. He's like, you right. use the kids against me. Now I'm going to take the kids completely. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a, you know, that was a, that was a rookie move on her part. You know, she doesn't yeah. know better. Like, um, you know, like just thinking about the olden times, like you don't, yeah. you know, if you want to keep yeah. your kids, it was a good move in like thought process, but leaving them there that way with a lawyer, bad move. Like that was yeah. that, you know, that lawyer was a mistake because you're not going to get them back. Um, but it was the right, you know, but at the, at the same yeah. time, it was like the perfect kind of call. Um, but the way he did that made her look crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Again, he keeps edging this case up and up and even to the kids. This is how you're manipulating the kids too. Now what she did was crazy. She left the kids alone on his doorstep yeah. and left for the parents place. Yeah. The right way to do that. Um, uh, you know, mom, um, if you're going to ever choice. do that is leave the kids at the thing, be parked across the street, wait till he shows off, honk, throw a, throw a, like a full Slurpee at his face and then drive away, <laughs> you know? So you're always there. That's the right move. Right, there's supervision. Yeah. yeah. So she, look, she made, she made very, very clear mistakes, but again, these were not mistakes. These were mistakes that came out of manipulation. And that's why this show is, is really good because we're, we're able to have these discussions about it. Mm -hmm. And it is not the same as being able to have a long discussion about the King of Staten Island, which is not <laughs> really good, you know, because we're having interesting conversations about this and the King of Staten Island was a rant. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. Very true. Um, right. We're closing up on our last two minutes for wow. today is already. That, that was really great. Um, you know, I am really, really happy with um, with the conversation we got to have today. We got to do okay. content. We got yes. to talk with Claire about some um, Claire Downs about some amazing, you know, like that. I really like that article. I read that article a couple times because she's really funny. And even yeah. when she wrote that, it was very serious. But she's very funny, and it's just really just great to have her perspective on all this stuff and be able to talk about it. Plus, I found a new co-host, so I'm really excited about that too. You keep saying this, but Wondry keeps calling so you know maybe i'll just take the call <laughs> I, i've been avoiding it but hey you know i all have to do is I, hey you know what, cliff i just hey need there. to take a break just for a little while i'm gonna i'm gonna go over <laughs> and I just stay need some on space. stay in my miami podcast for a little while and um but we'll be back don't worry i'll get drunk and i'll come back and we'll make out a little bit just want the truth yeah <laughs> by the way he did that too 
Yeah, exactly. Where was where was Linda? He got drunk. I thought it was with Linda. He left Linda. Did he already screw Linda? And now he's coming back. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. And that's it. He came home drunk one day. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. This is this is George Costanzi. It is. It is like the the the, the unfunny version of that expecting. It's kind of funny. I mean, not funny. It's it's kind of rapey, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not okay. I mean, this guy's a psychopath. But I guess you can't become a doctor and a lawyer without being a psychopath. And on that note, you become one or the other. You can't become both and not already be a psychopath. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's my last thought. I was going to end it on Luke Wilson, but I thought that was a good place to stop. <laughs> These are our OR scrubs. Oh, are they? I, that's the one that I remember from uh, Rushmore. That was, I think his only line was, These are our OR scrubs. And then Jason. Right, and the only problem is, <laughs> but then we go right to, you know, let's go to, you know, something Owen Wilson's in. And again, it's just because he's in it, but uh, Greg's a nurse. <laughs> and again i'm just saying there's a big difference now here's the only downside is that luke wilson was in old school right yep which is one of my favorites but he's again he's like third on the call sheet right yeah it's yeah, vince yeah. vaughn it's vince, vince and vince. will farrell it's vince and will's will show right. yeah absolutely there you go all right so we're done right again another episode has passed us by that is true we are done right, we'll, we'll have We'll get to go back and talk to everybody soon. Um, I hope you guys have a lovely weekend if we don't talk to you before then, which we won't. And uh, (laughs) Have a happy Father's Day. Can we say that? Absolutely. All right, great. Well, everybody stay safe, stay sane. Thank you for another episode and being here with us. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, everybody take care of each other. I love you. Talk to you soon. So you feel alone, nowhere to go When you're scared to step outside I know it's rough, but sometimes it's tough A podcast network